0: During those first few readings, I was just overcome with a little prompting by the Holy Spirit in my heart, uh, just to say thank you uh, to all of you parishioners, faithful of St. Patrick, just for being here, Um, even though you don't have to be, there's still a dispensation, just to affirm that desire in your heart to worship God, that we're not here for ourselves, I'm not even here for myself. Um, I'm here to preach the word, to offer a sacrifice and be that bridge that gives you nothing more than Jesus. So what a beautiful message of hope that we're given today that I think we're all in a great need of from that second reading, the, the letter of, of John. He says, Beloved, see what love the Father has bestowed on us that we may be called the children of God. And it ends saying, everyone who has this hope based on him makes himself pure as he is pure. I think many Catholics, many Christians today lack a Christian hope. Too many place their very earthly hope uh, in this world. I myself uh, fall into this. Place it in a world uh, that the Lord tells us over and over again is passing. It will never satisfy. So what happens, though, when we put our trust in the world, our hope? uh, We become entrenched and beaten down by our sin. Uh, People get discouraged. They even may despair. Uh, They forget who they are. They forget to what and to whom they are called, um, their entire purpose. Right? I think, I know, I, we must reclaim true Christian hope, uh, brothers and sisters. It's hope that is something really not of this world. Um, hope is of, of heaven. Um, it is not stagnant, it is not lethargic, it is not made up. Rather, hope is a dynamism that just launches us into being made like God by the total abandonment to him. That one line, uh, to be made like God, uh, that's a scandal to the world. Um, It's a scandal even to some of our Protestant brothers and sisters, uh, that we could literally become like God, divinized. From the day of your baptism until now, you have been adopted as a beloved son and daughter of God. And I've said it before, I'll say it again, if we knew how much God loved us, it was truly apparent to us, uh, we would probably run away in fear. He not only caused you, son or daughter but he calls you to be a saint this great day of the solemnity of all the saints he calls you to be a saint to whom people pray to on earth asking for intercession and help this is a great gift it's a daunting gift if we think about it a lot you know saints they've been around for our entire tradition from the earliest days Still many sometimes don't really understand them. Like, why do we have them? What's the, the real purpose? You know, something that we're worshiping them. Mary comes to mind when we, we talk about that. Uh, something it, it might be scandalous to put these saints, these people, uh, earthly sinful people, uh, nonetheless, on a pedestal, making them some sort of like an idol. Uh, or some ask, uh, why would you even pray to a saint when you could just pray directly to God? That makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? There's a great saint, St. Louis de Montfort, that had a beautiful uh, analogy, example. He talked about this apple, this apple that represents everything we are, everything that we desire, have, and and wish to give to God. It's it's a beautiful gift. And now, you could certainly give this gift of the apple directly to Jesus in your prayer, to give him from your heart. Um, And he'll accept it, he'll love it, he loves you. But St. Louis says, Imagine giving this apple not first to Jesus, but first to Mary, to say, "Mary, please take this apple and give it to your son for me." We know that Jesus loves his mother. Not only that, but he gave us his mother at the foot of the cross. So, what does she do with it? She's going to give it to him, but before she does that, she's going to get the finest, most diamond, you know, embedded silver platter. She's going to put the apple on it, and she's going to get this bucket of of gold paint. She's going to paint the apple. And then she'll give to her son. Just how much more pleasing it is to go sometimes through the hands of Mary, through the, through the hands of the Lord's saints, who we know and are in heaven, uh, that are there interceding for us. I think it brings Jesus a lot of joy, a lot of comfort. So, brothers and sisters, Mary and the saints are given to us not only as great examples of people to imitate on this earth, uh, of great Christian faith and hope, uh, but they're powerful intercessors in heaven for us. Not only this, uh, but we're called to be those saints, ourselves, uh, to become holy, to become like God. That should give us great hope, um, a hope rooted deeply in the Trinity. So I invite you, I invite your families today, uh, to at the foot of this altar in this very moment, to totally abandon yourself to God, right? Because hope is that dynamism, that thing that just launches us into the very life of God, into the Trinity. We need not fear of this vulnerable action of uh, giving over everything, even things we don't want to, you know, perhaps recognize in our heart, we will lose nothing of ourselves. We will not be destroyed. Um, But rather, just through His grace, through the reception of Him in Holy Communion, uh, we gain everything, and we become like Him. As that last line says, everyone who has this hope in Him, based on Him, makes himself pure, as He is pure. So this next week or two, It'd be a very tumultuous time, right? Do not place your hope in the world. I speak that to myself as well. Place only your hope in God and His love for you. To pray to the saints. As a family, try to choose a saint to pray to and ask for their help. They're so close to God, right, that the Lord listens to them. And then finally, practice the Beatitudes in your own life. Not necessarily in the big ways, but in the small and silent ways. Before you know it, You'll be a saint in heaven forever.